Hi, I'm Matthew Walker. <laughs> and I'm and I'm Louis Cavado. I'm 95 years old. <laughs> this is Wolf Sheep after two weeks, and we just had a big hiccup here trying to get this thing recording. But we're we're uh, we're getting acclimated. So yeah. You know why I said that like that? Because I was rewatching the the outtakes that we did for the commercial for your garage sale. Oh yeah. And my favorite part of that stupid thing is every time you pop out of the couch, ha <laughs> Hi, I'm Matthew Walker. Uh, so yeah, we were we were discussing before when we were recording but didn't save it that uh Matthew was out for a week and then we just had a hiccup in time last week or this week. No, was it last week? Last week. Yeah. Too much going on. It was way too much yeah. going on. Some like of I, we're going to get into today. I'm sure other people have experienced this, but somebody texts you, and you don't know whether it was on Facebook or on your phone, and then imaginary, in your imaginary world, you text them back in mm-hmm. on Facebook or in your phone, but it's all in your head. And when they text you again and say, hey, what are you thinking? I'm like, I already texted you. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. I did it in my head. So that's what happened. See, no, that's not that bad. The bad one that I do is I'll uh, write the text mm-hmm. and then not send it. Oh, yeah, because somebody will buzz in or, like, something happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then I get upset because then you say, <laughs> hey, you never, you never replied. Never responded. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and then I go back and say, oh. Oh, sorry. Oh, whoops. I'm the idiot. Okay. Yeah. So, really, we don't have a topic this week. Um it's been a while. Matthew and I have not talked in a while. So we figured it'd be a good opportunity to talk, catch up on life. There has been a lot that's been happening. Yeah. For me, at least, I mean, there's there's some major things. I'm sure there's been some developments for you in, in the last two weeks. So uh, We just want to talk about what's happened, the spiritual ramifications of it all, and uh, where we're headed. So how's life currently for you? here towards the end of the year it has been the best year yet for me and ministry and in like life and the house and um yeah i have no major complaints like i'm not it's not one of those times where you're like oh i can't wait for the new year it's one of those times where like oh i'm really enjoying this and the new year's just going to be a bonus so yeah out of curiosity Mm -hmm. like last year was i think the the, the fever height that I've ever seen this, because I've seen it happen over the years, but where everybody was glad to see 2016 go, like when December right. came around. Oh, yeah, yeah. They like this horrible, worst yeah. year ever. Yeah. I mean, we and it was a bad year in terms of like a lot of bad stuff happened. Yeah. Every, you know, it was tough. It was a tough year. Yeah. Um, were you in that boat? Last year, where you were saying stuff. Twenty sixteen. Like yeah. Yeah, I, and I, it, you know, I I was happy Trump got in office, so y'all can throw tomatoes or whatever. I don't care. That wasn't what ruined my year. Mm-hmm. Um, but twenty sixteen, I was ready for it to end. Um, but I, you know, I did. I got to go to Dubai in twenty sixteen for a whole month and just kind of lounge around and and rest and relax and uh, that was good. But there was really not much else that was redeeming from twenty sixteen. So. You can't blame a year. It just was probably that time for that stuff to happen. But like this one was, this one was uh, a lot of developments that I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Been waiting on some of this stuff for a while, you know. Yeah, I uh, 
I was on I was on the bandwagon one that year, but to be fair, I think I'm on that bandwagon every year. Yeah. I I don't know what it is about when December comes around. It's a very rare occasion in all these years where I've just like, oh, that was that wasn't bad. Okay, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Most of the time, it's like, oh no, nah, hell with this, you know. Yeah. On with the new, and 2016 wasn't particularly memorable. Um, it was okay. Yeah. Um, this year has had a lot of. Good and bad. Uh, the 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 good has been like I tried to as an exercise, mm-hmm. kind of jot down some of the good stuff that's happened. You know the things and? that I've enjoyed. Um, Did you get very far? Most of it is entertainment. You know, it's like oh, oh like movies and stuff. Yeah, like okay, the movies were good this year. the The books I've been reading, they've been you know entertaining. Yeah, it's been a really good turn out creatively from the things that I enjoy. Um, my mental health state is probably not at the best. Yeah. So I, I, that, that may be a conversation that we'll get into slightly, but for another day. But there's things to be happy about. There's things to sit down and kind of um, find joy in. It was a difficult start w- with uh, our cat Randy passing away and then but you know, joy came from that. We got the the new guy Pepe, and um, I got to remember to be happy that right. we got him. You know, so there's joy to be found there. But I just get it's it's melanch melanch bah, melancholy that comes around this time. Melancholy, melancholy. Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah, no, I'm trying to think who said it that way. It was uh, Megamind. You ever watch Megamind? Oh, melancholy. Yeah. yeah. I'm the spider. Melancholy. Melancholy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, like every like I had a couple of good closures for this year. And like I had some things came to a close that it was it wasn't necessarily time, but they came to a good close and they'll and something new will start next year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so for me, I <clears throat> I I definitely uh have like you know, since I took over a ministry as the executive director, like I, I wouldn't say that that helped me become closer to God, but it definitely made me realize that I need to be closer, <laughs> for sure. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's like never before had you, had I kind of had a team of people to support what I wanted to do. You, you always just had to weigh in and vote and mm-hmm. and figure out what the whole group wanted to do, but but this time. I have a I have a good team of people and that part of my life is going well and um you know just well for your ministry yeah you're I think you're one of the busiest people I know you, oh, I you am. keep busy you, yeah. you you meet with a lot of people you serve pretty uh feverishly yeah but the the fact that you've got the position it's with first Baptist, yeah, right? it's a ministry at First Baptist. Yeah, yeah. it uh, it's kind of added a bit of consistency to that too, where it's oh, just yeah. like it's more of the nine to five rather than the eleven, to, eleven yeah. to twelve, twelve <laughs> to yeah. six to nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then you know, I feel like God set me on a new path, and that new path is going. It's not going to be as. It's going to be people centric, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not 
it, it's more of a forward motion rather than looking back and pulling people forward. Like I'm headed in a direction. I have a definite direction that I'm headed in. If if people want to join me, that's great. If they don't, I'll see you later. Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta leave them in the dust. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's not the intention, but the the intention is to grow and and help have people grow alongside me. You know, mm-hmm. towards God. But if if they choose not to, hey, it's free will. Yeah. See you, sucker. Um, with the whole entertainment thing the the movies and things that have gone on like the big one that happened recently and it's actually been a a week since I watched it I think you watched it a couple days later but I I felt like bringing this one up just because it's rare I think that we both kind of agree well and we haven't discussed it but I just saw your post on Facebook and I'm like huh yeah I love Justice League no. Yeah, it was it was probably one of the best movies of the year. No, I well, it was a fun movie, but no, I'm talking about the last year, uh, Star Wars. Episode. Oh yeah, yeah that that one. We'll try to, uh, I guess, it's kind of it's going to be difficult to talk without spoiling things. So yeah, spoilers ahead. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, yeah, then, sorry. Listen we'll, later or go see a movie. Where are you but, hiding? Yeah, this was this was kind of. Uh, here we are a week later, and, and I'm still kind of ruminating on it and, and, oh, yeah. and visiting it. And the messages that are portrayed in it, I think, were really good, not just for everybody in general, but for me specifically. With <laughs> I, it's it's the it's the bad way to put it, but let it all burn down, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what what you think of the movie? I I you know I I went into the movie. Not wanting to see it at all because I'm not a Star Star Wars person. I thought mm-hmm. they were great, but it's, you know, I wasn't like super interested. But somebody bought my ticket and like it was, uh, it was a bit slow at first, but then it caught up. And then I just kept hearing like good messages. Like I kept hearing, you know, there's a couple of conservation messages and then there's a couple of animal rights messages in it. And I just skipped right over that because that's just Disney putting their message into a movie that doesn't deserve to be in there. But um, the there were a couple of parts where I was like, oh, my gosh, did did you hear that? I'm, I was like looking mm-hmm. at the people around me and and it just kept I just kept seeing those pieces of information. I kept mm-hmm. seeing messages and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is. It ended up being a really good movie. It it like ended four times, you know, <laughs> like it, it no, ended once, I, then it ended again, and then it ended again. What's funny is that <clears throat> it's that's almost a good compliment because when I was watching the movie, yeah, I did have that kind of happen as I'm watching it. Yeah, it's like, but that's a that's a that's a compliment to the movie because it's like, oh wait, no 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 no, please don't end it here. Yeah. It's like, not, I'm not ready to be done with this just yet. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, it's still going. And then we have that happen again. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. dang it, you know? It happened a lot. Yeah, but that was, like, I, I was, I've been looking forward to this quite a bit. Right? Okay. I've always been a big Star Wars guy. Uh, I always make mention of the fact that I started in reverse. I want Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back, and then the original Star Wars. Okay. The reason for that, my mom had Return of the Jedi. She always liked Ewoks. Oh, okay. So we had that VHS <laughs> tape, so she let me watch it. So I go into Star Wars already knowing Darth Vader is oh, Luke's father. Yeah. You know, all the details are kind of there at the end. But 
I I was enamored with the movies growing up. I had read all the books and everything, so it was always important to me. And uh, the new movie had come out, Force Awakens. I enjoyed that. That was good. It was a really well done bit of uh, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. With this one, I had expectations of what it was going to be like. I think we all went into it. If if at any point you watched Star Wars and you looked up to Luke Skywalker, you know Mark Hamill's journey into becoming the Jedi, it was like, oh yeah, you had an expectation to to this movie of like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see what he's become. Yeah. And every step of the way on this movie, like I was expecting one thing, it went the other. I was expecting this to happen, it went the other. Yeah. At no point was this movie something that I could tell you. Oh yeah, it was gonna go this way. It was gonna go that way. It was gonna go there. This is the movie we got. It was never that. And subverting your expectations has been kind of a big lesson this year for me, which mm-hmm. has been you want things to go well, you want things to go perfectly, you want yeah. to be comfortable, you want to have enough, you want to have stable ground. It can't always be that way. No. And and I enjoyed it. Most of the time I don't like it when things go too far one way where I just I don't know where it's going, but the whole experience was really good for me. Um, that opening shot of, you know, bearded, grizzled, wizardly Mark Hamill yeah. looking at the lights and just <laughs> tossing them backwards. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is where we're going. And see, like, there were certain points, like, I knew he was going to do that. Mm-hmm. I knew that the, the Darth Han Solo's kid, what's his name? Kylo, Kylo Ren. I knew he was going to cut the Emperor in half, or whatever the guy's name is. Had he had all this stuff ruined for you before the hand, or? No, no, no. I just, like, it was, that, that those parts were predictable, because, like, maybe, I, and, and maybe I see a movie with discernment, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I'm going, but I'm like, oh, he's going to toss that, and he did, because I felt like that's the way the, the humor of the movie was kind of, mm-hmm. like, going or whatever, and then, like, it was too soon in the movie for Ray to get buzzed or killed or whatever, and like I felt like there was a connection between Kylo Ren and Rey, and so I knew when that lightsaber was moving mm-hmm. that Kylo Ren was doing it, and he was going to cut the Emperor in half. Right, no, I saw that, but... Yeah. Based on what you've seen in the past... Yeah, yeah. The way they built Supreme Leader Snoke to be like, oh, this is the big bad. Oh, I, this is the first I've heard of him. You didn't see the one before this? I did. He was there in just a projection, but... Oh, yeah, so I thought that was the Emperor. No, well, this guy, but yeah. there was so much, uh, you know, expectation of what that would be, uh, what yeah, he yeah. would be, and, it, the, and he the did look a little bit it. like Gollum, a little bit. Yeah, the same guy played him actually, uh, 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 Andy Circus. Okay, um, but what's really odd about that was that it cements Kylo's journey into being a bad guy. You know, for everybody in this movie. They're learning their place in this new age. Mm-hmm. Be that Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. he has to give up his life of seclusion, which yeah. he doesn't give up entirely, but he does. Right. Ray has to give up chasing after parents. She has to learn how to be her own independent adult. Yeah. Kylo has to stop depending on tutelage. He has to finally ascend to be his own man. 
Right. In a dark way, but he does so. Yeah. And and everybody has a journey of that sort along this movie. Yeah. So that was... It was just kind of unexpected. Certain things just... The way they went about reaching that. Right. It's like you're doing it all in one shot. You're not waiting for the next movie. But that yeah. opens up the greater possibilities for the next thing. And this isn't, you know... We're not a movie reviewing podcast. <laughs> we just no. I there was just there was one. There was one point where Luke Skywalker was talking to Ray, and he's like, "You just saw the darkness, and you just went in. You didn't even fight it. You just mm-hmm. went in." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's a Bible study right there." And then when she tells him, she goes, "She goes when I was like when I was in the Force, mm-hmm. there was one thing missing. You." And she's like, you've closed yourself off to the force. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's so many people that, like, turn their back on God. Mm-hmm. There were so many good li- one-liners, you know. And, like, when she went up to – when she was going up to that mirror mm-hmm. and she thought two people were coming and it was just her alone. Mm-hmm. And it's like – like, I, what I, my interpretation of that is, like, we're looking to, for others. We're looking for others to help us or we're looking for help somewhere outside of ourselves. And the help comes from, what you know, it's us. Right, yeah. Well, you've got to make that decision. You got to make know? the conscious choice. Yeah. Right? So, it's no, good. That, maybe that's what made it more digestible for me too. Yeah. To see, uh, uh, such a flawed hero in somebody that was, you know, the master Jedi, Luke Skywalker was. Yeah. I I I think I've been a bit of the uh, curmudgeon old bastard lately. Um, my. Uh, my patience, my uh, my sustainability in in my spiritual walk has been mm-hmm. tested, and in a rather uh, disturbing way, when my wife reminds me of stuff like, "Just remember, God's in control," or "God will make this happen," or "God will," mm-hmm. you know, just remember to turn to Him. It's it, it's almost. I feel disgust. Yeah. When it was, when my reaction is like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah," and and okay, sure he is. Yeah. 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 Okay, you got. It. And then I just, oh, it's a gut reaction. It's a gut hit where yeah. it's like, "What is wrong with me?" You know. So it, I, I maybe that's why this was, this movie was so affecting to me, beyond just you know, geeking out and enjoying a, a yeah. Star Wars movie. So, among the developments that have happened recently, I guess, did I write originally in the notes that I, Gina and I are buying a horse? Is that no, what you, you wrote? wrote? <laughs> you, you wrote house, but my phone message back to you auto-corrected that you're buying a horse. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I and thought I, I, I said, I, I'm, I meant to say, I'm glad you're buying a house, but I would have hoped that Gina was over her cat face by now before you hmm. buy a house and take living things like that into it <laughs> yeah no gina's not a big horse lover she doesn't like, dislike horses there's yeah. nothing about a horse this is about a cat this is <laughs> whatever if you're buying a house we are buying a house yes or I had at least that's the plan. that gina had been had moved beyond her cat phase before you get into a house yeah but uh no no we're taking alas. the two the two yeah with us yeah nice <laughs> um yeah, that's where a lot of the recent source of my stress has been. Let me walk you through how this all this happened. Okay. Uh, Gina goes to a tap dance class. Mm-hmm. 
and they have their performances too every year. Uh, it's a 55 and up kind of community. So they're all older except for Gina. Um, and it's a nice group. Uh, but there's a lady within the group. They're getting ready to sell their home. And before they even put it on the market, they told Gina, hey, we're getting rid of our home. Yeah. We want you to buy it. We want you to have first pick of it. Wow. And uh, come by and look at it. So Gina went. That She looked at it. Um, they told her the price, which was lower than what were they going to put it on the market for. And uh, we, we went to it. We looked at it. And it was... She was really excited for it, but it was just not the ideal place. It's a little bit far traffic-wise for both of us. It's uh, it's a good space, a good amount of space, but the investment part of it was also a bit iffy, like to take from our stocks and our retirement fund to put into this. Mm-hmm. I sure we could get a return on it, but I, you know, it was it was a little bit more uh, questionable. So we we passed on it. Uh, they were really nice to to have offered it. We just. I had no plans of buying a home yeah. within the next five years. I like renting. I like this place. I like this apartment quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But Gina went house crazy. Oh, <laughs> did she? Yeah, she just... I don't know when I said this, but she... And I know I did, but her brother had questioned renting, and he said, oh, you need to get a house, and... You know, that's flushing your money down the drain. Oh, gosh, those people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... I had a person like that. It's not a smart investment. I'm like, listen, yeah. it's not your money that's being invested. Well, we're, we're saving <clears throat> yep. money. So, but okay. okay. But she said, oh, you told me that eventually the rent's going to raise and we're, and we're going to have to find a place. And I said, eventually, yes. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> not tomorrow. But, Okay. Mm. So she said, well, can we start looking? I said, sure, go ahead. So she started looking and looking and looking and looking and looking. And looking. She found some a place she really likes. She found, found a place that um, was close enough by, was within a price range we could manage. And uh, she had a friend who's a realtor who started looking into it. And this is all happening super fast for mm-hmm. me. Because I really thought it's still two or three years down the road. Um, we made an offer and we saw the house and the inspection was today and all oh, this okay. stuff has been happening. Uh, it has, it has been a challenge for me because it, it, the, like we went to, we have this thing we do every year in December. Okay. We went to have coffee shortly before we started dating in December. Yeah. And we celebrate that day. We go oh. every year, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go have some coffee at Starbucks. And this particular year, we went, but she brought the laptop with her to show me all these houses. <laughs> and I discovered, I kind of knew that looking at houses is among the most tedious things oh, yeah. in life for me. Yeah. How, what do you think of this one? What do you think of that one? Does this have well, I don't like the entrance in this one, and this one has tile. And then there's the kitchen, and that one is on the left. And I really like the, the refrigerator in that one. And I'm like, oh, God. Just at one point I told I really don't care. You can pick any one you want. As long as it has four walls and a roof. So yeah, we're so we're we're in the middle of the process. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Because you got your own place. Yeah. Was it stressful to 
go around and having this whole process? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and my one, my one piece of advice Mm -hmm. at all is don't get a realtor who is your friend because you can't yell at them and you can't get angry at them and you can't demand that they do what you need to do because they're your friend and you want to spare the emotions. I don't know about anybody else, but like I had a realtor that was, he actually showed up at my house like. Mm with properties and i was like i'm not even looking for a house and he goes no we're gonna start looking for your house because it's a good investment and i was just like okay i'm being forced into this right and so like he showed up and like immediately right off the bat he spent five thousand dollars more of my money than and i wanted him to because he offered five thousand dollars more than i said for this house Mm -hmm. but like he just he was he swindled me up one side and down the other and if he hadn't been my friend i'd have been able to yell at him so these if you have a friend that's a realtor give him a pat on the back buy him a cup of coffee and find somebody else that's all i have to say because it won't end well okay yeah. no that like i, I, have, I would agree with that advice okay. yeah i just but i mean and it i bought a short sale so mm-hmm. it took nine it took nine months before the first off from the first offer to them finally like they they kind of like screwed me around for nine months and then mm-hmm. when the offer came in they were like you have to accept this offer or it's going to somebody else tomorrow and i'm like you know what there's part of me that just wants to say well screw you right do what you want with it i don't care if you burn it down you're mm-hmm. not going to make me do what you need me to do in an hour no i don't you know? do well with ultimatums. <laughs> oh either. i didn't either mm-hmm. and you know and then i showed up for the closing which i somebody needs to file a class action lawsuit against closing people mm-hmm. because that's the biggest racket and i will be the first one to sign a paper like i walk in she goes we need to copy your license and when i looked they had charged me 40 dollars for the copy of my license and i'm like man copies at walmart are only 25 own? cents yeah if you would have brought your own copy no i couldn't even do that and, and i at one point she asked me for something i said that'll be 50 bucks and she just she didn't laugh or anything, but I laughed, and I'm like, "How do you people sleep at night? Yeah. Like this is the this is a racket. It's it's like a government funded racket. Like the government's okay with with normal people being screwed out of mm-hmm. that money. I, I just don't get it. That no, makes me I, so angry. Luckily, the lady we have, she is an acquaintance. Yeah, she's somebody that Gina yeah. worked with. Um, as long as you can yell at her when things go wrong. It's yeah, all, no, yeah. and I, I couldn't yell at her today. Like, today was the inspection. Yeah. And this w- really wasn't her fault. The She spoke to their realtor, to the seller's realtor. Yeah. And the guy was going today. They opened up for him. The utilities were supposed to be on. The electricity was. The water wasn't. Right. Couldn't finish the inspection. So, we had to... Ask for an extension on the inspection time, uh, and yeah. it's another seventy-eight dollars because you got to come back oh, to yeah. finish it. Yeah. So I couldn't yell at Sharon, but she was upset. Like she, she, she's telling me, I just got off the phone yelling at this guy. Uh, I'm pretty stressed out. Well, and, I, that's the other thing they do. They always try to shift the blame. Mm-hmm. Like I got a. My realtor gave me the key ahead of time, which mm-hmm. he wasn't supposed to do. I mean, there's so many things he did that I could have, like, had him, like, arrested for. But, like, he gave me the key ahead of time, and I had gone in, and I would flushed one toilet. Well, the toilet stuck mm-hmm. and ran for a, a solid week. 
I got a water bill for $400, and they made me pay it because my name was on the bill. They only gave me my money back when they saw that monthly use was like $30, mm-hmm. $40, but I had to pay a $400 water bill because the toilet stuck, and I didn't know because I couldn't get back in the house. Right. And so, and, and he, you know, at one point he said, in order to get you this house, I'm going to give up my commission just so we can. And I was like, okay. And later on at the signing, they mm-hmm. handed him a check. And I said, what's that check for? He goes, oh, that's my commission. I'm like, you liar. Like he told me he was going to pay for my home warranty. He told me he was going to help me find appliances. Right. Like this guy got the check and was out and was gone. And like, I didn't talk to him for a solid year. And when I did, I was just like, you are a crook you're you're a swindler i you know you have taught me a lesson never to buy from a friend mm-hmm. so i'm gonna find the the angriest ugliest meanest realtor and we're gonna go toe to toe the next time i get a house not but i'm not letting a friend help me no way no no well maybe yeah. i'll take this this advice and get a little angrier i guess are you got you, you got to keep them I, I feel like this like like realtors are just lawyers with better clothes mm-hmm. and, and smoother talk and but i just feel like you got to keep them you got to keep them controlled. They're like a pit bull. They'll mm-hmm. work for you as long as they're under control. But the minute you let them loose, they're going to come back on you. Mm-hmm. I just I don't have any any love lost. Right. No, no. I'm learning that quite yeah. quickly. Yeah. And the realtor that showed up from mm-hmm. the other side, like I wanted a, big, a picture of me with say, a sold sign in front of my house. Uh-huh. And I showed up and he was like grumpy and angry. And all he had was a sale pending sign. Uh-huh. And the way he took my picture, it looks like I have like I have blotches because the tree um, was shining, like sun was shining through the tree. So I'm holding the sign uh-huh. up because he wouldn't put it in the ground. Uh, he takes the picture. It was the world's worst picture. I don't even know where it is. And then he just throws the sign in the back of his truck and, and drives off. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was like, where do you people come from? And, and, and better at, where do you put your consciences while you're, while you're doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, do you check them at the door? Is it in the glove compartment and you pull it back out, you know, so that you feel a little amount of guilt as yeah. you're cashing your big check? Yeah. I opened the floodgates. Getting that heated. One, yeah. 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 Sorry. I no, love my house, no, no. and I'm glad for everything about it. But the buying process was murder. No, no, no. It's I, I am quickly yeah. learning that. Yeah. I uh, I just wanted to, I, I don't know, get a perspective on it from you because I I know you've gone through it. Yeah. And I didn't expect it to be, you know, a lovely process, but um, he showed it's a up big with, change. Well, he showed up with 18 properties, and... Mm-hmm. He, and here's the other thing. He said, "He said we'll, we'll find you a fixer-upper. And then he alluded to the fact that he would help me fix it up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what he was doing was the bait and switch. So he took me to all the used cars, quote-unquote, and, and I saw that used cars were crappy. And, you know, there was a Ouija board in one of the houses. And I was like, is that how we have to contact really? the seller? There was an actual yeah. Ouija- yeah, it was set up in a Ouija board. And I'm like, is that how the seller gets contacted? Do we put an offer on the Ouija board? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is not the house for me. You know, if mm-hmm. she's got the whole Ouija board set up, I don't know, maybe she was talking to relatives. Yeah. Um, but he kept showing me, like, these lower-level houses, and mm-hmm. they were – and they, I could afford those. <laughs> and then he showed me this one house, and about the same time, the bank said that they were going to loan me $220,000. And I, mm-hmm. I almost crapped my pants. I'm a single man. They wanted to give me $220,000, and I was like, that's a Ferrari. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so I was like, okay, there's no way I'm I'm pushing that limit. Mm-hmm. And so there was one house that was 215 that was smaller than mine, 
And then my house, we came in at 175, and it, the house was originally listed for 240. Mm-hmm. Um, and so somebody had to absorb those costs, but we've all paid them in credit card fees, so they all already have our money. But I, I got this house for 175, uh-huh. which was really good. Um, but he did bring in a bunch. Like there was one house that was 135, and I, I swear a whole family might have been murdered there. <laughs> there was everything but chalk outlines. You know, it's even smelled a little of death. Um, well, luckily we haven't gone through yeah. that. Cause <laughs> Thank goodness. Well, we had a very, 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 very specific criteria. Oh, okay. We what had, was that? Which was, well, within this area. Okay. So at the furthest end of 192 being Poinciana, uh, I guess. And the furthest oh, yeah. end towards the other side being 27. Yep. Yeah, and like uh, Indian Wells. Mm-hmm. Okay, no pool. We didn't want a pool. Yeah. Uh, the HOA. I, we didn't want to have a, some exorbitant HOA. Yeah, yeah. Celebration did not work. Oh no. Uh, well, we no. we didn't even look in celebration. It yeah. Is over. You pay for where you live, I guess. Yeah. 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 We don't have that kind of money. But Gina found the house that she liked, and I really do like the place. It is nice. Um. So we didn't have to go through this whole rigmarole of, let's go see this one today. Let's go see that one today. Yeah. What do you think of this one? Well, tomorrow we'll go check the other one. Oh, you yeah. You know, it was, nope, this is the one. Yeah. And so far, uh, our realtor has been very uh, accommodating and nice about pushing for this place and a very fair deal and asking for closing costs from the other side, et cetera. Yeah. So it's been good. Well, and you have to make your way today between phone calls, too. You don't want to. You don't want to call her back right away because uh-huh. that shows them that you're too needy. Yeah, so no, I would no, always no. give mine like a buffer. I'm like, I'm not gonna call him back today. No, I I've learned to um, breathe about it. Yeah, Saturday, for sure. last Saturday. Yeah, confession time. Oh, although Gina already knows this one too, and we'll have to do a uh, an addiction podcast about this. But <laughs> I uh, I wasn't supposed to work last Saturday. We we trade off Saturdays, so I mm-hmm. have two Saturdays off, work a Saturday. So I had worked, I think, two Saturdays in a row in order to be able to make it to the homeless ministry thing on Friday. Mm-hmm. It was a busy week, and I was already, like, tired, stressed out, etc. Middle of this house thing. Uh, Gina was off that day, so she went to her aunt's house. Mm-hmm. They were talking numbers and everything. Yep. I get home from work. And she starts telling me numbers and we might have to tighten down and batten down the hatches about this yeah. and that. And if we could, have we considered all the costs? Or what, what can we cut? Is this going to work? Is that yeah. going to work? I just sat on the couch and I kept falling further and further into a thought, uh, thought line yeah. of crunching numbers as I'm crunching the numbers in my head I am I'm losing it yeah I'm losing my sanity oh yeah and I was inches away like I'm thinking should I go to Publix and go buy a six pack Um, (laughs) should I start with the hard stuff first I've never had a drink in my life oh really oh wow okay should I should I start with uh, vodka should I uh, I think you should start in the high school girls section and do like Boone's Farm or, or Bartles and James wine Some uh, hard apple cider. Yeah, yeah. I even thought, well, that's not a good idea because I'll probably drink girl. down at the Publix. 
So what do, what do, what kind of alcohol we got here? So do you have of, any? For we use some white wine for cooking, and uh, okay, Gina keeps a little bit of Bailey's. Okay, so I thought, well, maybe I'll just have some coffee and put a whole bunch of Bailey's in it or something. But wow, you're serious. You need the Betty Ford help. Yeah, son. It, but it was it was it was that section. Yeah, it was that bad. It was bad because there was yeah. there was like. I felt the pull. I felt the pull. I felt the pull. Yeah, I'm like I'm going for it. It's interesting. I'm gonna that do you it. Felt the pull, but you've never done that before. Well, I'm looking for something to drown it out. Yeah. Okay. So why wouldn't you reach for something? Because was the other stuff inaccessible, or was the other stuff like unacceptable, or was drinking just something that? The other option. I mean, what I've done in the past to yeah, um, counter the stress. Yeah. Obviously, the healthy response from a spiritual standpoint is to just sit there and pray about it. Yeah. And that's all fine and well and it does work. Yeah. But sometimes you turn to yourself and you make your own decisions. Yeah. So in the past all I've done is, you know, turn on a video game and go beat somebody up in the video game. Oh, that's nice. Which that's is not healthy. exactly all that yeah. healthy either, but at least yeah. nobody's really getting hurt. And, and children, that's called displaced aggression. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I am well aware. <laughs> I know it's not terribly healthy, but Yeah. Well, I mean like to be honest, in my past, I've gone to like porn and masturbation because that like immediately generates something in your in your brain like a drug, mm-hmm. you know. So, so but it's it, when you start to feel pain and when you start to like process through stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like because <clears throat> the numbers for me just get out of control and I just immediately feel hopeless, frustrated all at once. Like you're right. feeling all the emotions, not just one or two, and and I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever felt that with the home buying process. I mm-hmm. did feel that when I had to fill the home with furniture because furniture was so expensive and, and I didn't have any extra money, mm-hmm. you know, and I couldn't move money around because they were lo- watching my accounts. And that's the other thing I think is weird. It's like, yo, you, you can't move money now because they take a, an, oh, like yeah, an no, hourly I... recording of your accounts. And I'm like, who are these people? No, what my favorite part of this is yeah. been... Well, we need such and such amount for the down payment. We yeah. need such and such amount yeah. for the closing costs. So we cashed in our stocks. We yeah. cashed in most of our IRA, yeah. our Roth IRA. Yeah. And there, and then the realtor said, "Oh, make sure you make note of that. Make sure you let them know, because you know you don't want them to to take notice of the fact that you're moving all this amounts of cash in." Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, "Well, how the hell do you expect me to pay for this then?" Yeah. Well, I mean, I, well, do you, do you, do you want me to pay you Monopoly dollars? <laughs> I yeah. asked a friend of mine for $700 for three days, and I just let that sit there in my account. And when they stopped checking, I pulled the money out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I figured a way out around your system. Your system is wrong. It, it, it doesn't work. If I can figure a way around it, and I don't even know how to do the numbers. Right. Um, and it was funny. I said, hey, can I borrow $700 for three days? He's like, oh, that's the weirdest request I've ever heard. I was like, yeah. You know, espionage, government cover right. up, things like that. So, well, no, I, I, I am not looking forward to, but like when we, in the process of, yeah, liquefying all this stuff, yeah, they ask, well, how, how much do you want to put towards taxes in it? Do you want to put one percent or ninety nine percent? I'm like, well, I don't know. What's the average? And <laughs> they just tell you, well, uh, we can't tell you that, sir. And it's like, well, I don't know what to do. Then. And they, well, you can always do it at the end of the year on your taxes and just pay taxes on it. Yeah, then. yeah. It's like, well, I guess we'll go, we'll do that. Guess we'll do that. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. Like, if I win the lottery, I'm not immediately paying taxes. I'm not paying taxes till the end of the year, unless they take it out. I'm keeping that money for the whole year. I will pay you at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you the money now, because uh, it's like I know I got to pay the government. 
but I will pay them. I, I in don't due mind time. paying my taxes. I love paying my April taxes. April fourteenth. I want to be you will a get productive your money. person. Yeah, but yeah, this Ugh. is. In fact, uh, here we go. This is sorry. I don't mean to multitask here, but I am in the middle of just signing another piece of paperwork for the damn house. So see, go. see, it's every step of the way. Yeah, and that's okay. It's part of the process. And I, I that that lady that was behind the counter. I swear she's never felt the touch of a man. She was so angry <laughs> and bitter and just like. Like, she's the type of realtor I would have wanted to deal with mm-hmm. rather than the one I'm like, oh, okay, it's okay. It's okay that you've messed up again. It's okay. You're my friend. And I'm in the middle of a dryer repair, too. And I swear that guy. Right now? Yeah. The guy broke my washer yesterday. He broke a piece, and then there was a piece of plastic sitting on top of the dryer. And I said, what's that? And he goes, oh, just a piece of plastic. And I'm like, it's a piece of plastic you broke off. And, and the, he left. The dryer's not fixed. I'm calling the company today. Mm-hmm. I've left two messages for two different people. They have not called me back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it costs $30 to stop a check. Yes, I wrote a check. Welcome to the 80s. <laughs> um, but, like, I may stop the check because, mm-hmm. like, they left. My dryer's not fixed. They're not answering the phone. And, and their name up. their name is Reliable. That's that's the name. I'm like, okay, so far you're unreliable, huh. kids. You know, I'm, I'm just – like – I don't know. I don't even want a dryer. I want to camp at the edge of the woods and, and just wash my clothes in the stream, you know, mm-hmm. and just uh, and let them air dry. Yeah. Ugh. But it's been a good year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, there's, you could, no there's complaints. Always, you could always uh, stretch some, some rope across and just I hang could. it over. And, yeah. yeah. Get that yeah. nice Florida grass smell in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. Maybe some dog urine. <laughs> Let's get some positivity. If the dog's tall enough. (laughs) Let's get some positivity. What has... Do you enjoy having a home? And what has it brought to the kingdom? Oh, I I enjoy having a home. My home does not have me, like most people's homes. Mm -hmm. But I enjoy having a home. I will tell you, number one piece of advice, buy buy a home warranty. Mm -hmm. That has saved me probably $20,000 in repairs. Because they replaced my water heater. They replaced some water lines. Mm-hmm. They had to do some plumbing work. Um, they have saved – they saved me $3,000 in plumbing costs. I paid 100 for Was my Was this debt. just something you would tag home, on to the mortgage? Yeah, a home warranty is something you buy separately. Mm-hmm. And right as you buy your house, they can cover you, I think, for up to 10 years. And you buy the home warranty, and it's basically like an insurance policy. It's like five, four to $500 a year. Mm-hmm. Um you know, up until like the last couple of years, my home warranty has been really well. Now they're being a bit persnickety. Um, and, and I told them the other day, I said, there's plenty of companies out there. You're on the verge of being fired, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the company for the first seven or eight years had done really well. And now they're starting to get, you know, they're starting to show their age and they're starting to show the sign of the times. But the home warranty is great. Um I suggest everybody get one if you buy a house. But my house has been a place of refuge for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even have to worry about outfitting the house. Like when I bought the house, um, there was a gentleman who had – he had a fight with his wife. He moved out, got an apartment, rented a bunch of furniture or, or purchased it, filled the apartment. Right. And they made up the next day and he moved back in with her. <laughs> And the apartment was leased and rented. It was rented and had all this furniture in it, and it just sat there until the lease ended. And when the lease ended, um, they sold me the furniture for $900 and let me pay them each month. And I got a bed, two sofas, end tables, lamps, whatever you, whatever you could think of, a mm-hmm. dinner table. I got all of it. And 
I paid him 125 a month until it was paid out. And then another guy just said, hey, I have a bunch of furniture I want to give you. And he gave me all of his furniture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I went out looking for couches, and couches and sofas were like 400 500 800 And I just came home and cried in an empty house because mm-hmm. I moved in with clothes. I didn't have a lot of furniture. And so having all this the, – having God just bless me with all this furniture – and then I overpaid the mortgage mm-hmm. escrow the first year, and I got I got a seventeen hundred dollar check back. And when I opened it, I was looking around, thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is a test. This is not my money. They've sent it to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. What do I do?" And I didn't cash it for a couple of days because I'm like, "I don't know what this is." And there's there's nobody to explain some of this stuff. You just get a check here, and right. they just expect you to know. Um, and so I cashed it and bought a new washer and dryer, and still had five hundred dollars left over because it was a, a discount. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I traded some some tickets for it or something for part of it, but it was it was like little things like that. Like I, I stalked a dining room table for two years, mm-hmm. and I finally got it down under you know under it was uh, sixteen hundred dollars for the table and four chairs. I got it for a thousand, maybe even less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I got it for a thousand, and then they added two extra chairs, and mm-hmm. I had the money to do it. It was right. the table that I wanted, and is that the one that's up right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a nice table. I stalked it for the longest time, and I wasn't in a hurry to get it. And the lady that I bought it from was a Christian. She was super nice, and it was on clearance. But the Lord just continued to provide. You know, I've had I've had probably the most couches in my house of any house in America. You know, as many couches have been through there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lord just, as I let stuff go out, the Lord lets stuff come in, you know. And it's been a blessed place. Yeah, and lots of people have found Jesus there and have found, you know, um, I just think, you know, it was a tumultuous beginning, but the Lord had a purpose for all of it, you know. Crappy at the start. Goodbye. Yeah, I mean, it it didn't, it did not happen easily. Yeah, no. Whatsoever. (laughs) But there were moments in the, there were moments that, you know, I would check my email every day and, and I would think, Okay, today might be the day that they call me on the house. And then there were just times I'd just let it go for a month. And I had nine months of that. Mm-hmm. So I'd let it go. And I was like, I don't even care. Um, and yeah, then I'm it, learning that's the right attitude yeah. to have. At one point, my realtor did give me one good piece of advice. He said, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to take you over to the house, and you take a picture of everything that's wrong mm-hmm. and make a portfolio of it and say and estimate how much it would cost to fix those things. And then um, – Send a new offer in with your portfolio, mm-hmm. and I offered them. We had offered them one eighty five originally. That's what he had offered them, and I offered them one fifty five. And I submitted my portfolio, and they came back with one seventy five. And we said yes. That's good. So for you, yeah, so. it was good, and it was it was sound advice. You know, he did something right. Um, something. Yeah, yeah something. <laughs> All right. Uh, I wrote this one in. I'm not even sure why I did. I just. We're at the end of the year, so I figured I'd ask it. Yeah, because I don't—I'm not big on them. But how do you feel about resolutions? And no, do you have I'm, any? I'm not doing any resolutions. You know I mean? No, I—I no, I just I, I think it's great if that's what you need for motivation. But for me, I always start. I always use December as the starting point, so that when January first hits, I'm already rolling on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've already, you know, that like I was driving down the highway the other day and and just having my you know, not so quiet, quiet time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he just started to run some stuff through my head. And, uh, you know, like he's taking my ministry and my 
house in a new direction and and I was like okay I'm completely fine with that and you know but when God asks you to do something then he calls you to be the mouthpiece <laughs> so you have to sort of get it started and mm-hmm. so you know I've got three people living at my house right now and um, in addition to me and so you know the house used to be always considered a house of prayer a house of worship and you know now that I don't do a residential program or a live-in program in, in, anymore um, it just kind of was a house and I don't know that the Lord ever signed off on it just being a house. So, um, you know, he, he just told me, you know, like cleanse your thoughts, cleanse your path and, and it will be easier for people to follow somebody who's, who's already made a statement about where they're going than somebody who calls them to do something, but is sort of being sketchy on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it's something you mentioned earlier. Um, like he's, he, uh, you said something about, uh, Gina told you to pray and do that stuff. And, um, and there was some like, right, resistance. No, that, well, the, in my frustration, she, she would remind me of the, the Lord is in control. He yeah. has his hands on this. Right. He'll take care of it. It'll be fine. Right. And that was that, that weekend I was going to a party when the Lord was talking to me in the car, and then immediately the first person I saw at the party told me exactly what the Lord had told me in the car. And then on Sunday, Pastor Tim basically taught a message that was Jesus all day, every day, you mm-hmm. know. And and the Lord told the Lord shared with me, He's like, "You've been living a part of your life just with a toe in the water of Christianity, and you and you get just enough on you that you feel it and you feel good about it. But if you would just immerse yourself." You know, and the Bible says, draw close to the Lord and the Lord will draw close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really, like, I want the full immersion. And, and I'm the one that has to make the choice for the full immersion. And mm. and it's a lot easier. I know there's that, that scripture out there that says, that a lot of people bastardize this scripture and say, the Lord won't give you any more than you can handle. <laughs> and that's Hallmark. That's not the Bible. Right. That's, but the scripture is... You know, just mentioned that yeah, this week. Yeah. <laughs> the scripture is, the, the you know, when you are tempted, the Lord will give you a way out of it. And he'll give and, and it's, um, you're never tempted beyond that which you can um, resist because the Lord will find give you a way out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was looking at that. And over the last, like, three or four days, like, just... With the with the change in my attitude, my new my end of the year resolution, with the change in my attitude, the enemies come in like a flood, and it's just been like no, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to do that, and and it's an immediate decision to. That's why I ask you about why you would go to alcohol rather than something else. Is it mm-hmm. is it that alcohol is more acceptable, or are there other things that are unacceptable? Oh no, no, I I think. Uh... I think that maybe it's just a new temptation. Maybe it's like right. uh, the Huey Lewis song, I need a new drug or something. I, need, I don't uh, got a new drug. Yeah. I want a new drug. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, I think I've always, like, obviously I've put the line at no sex outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I've, I don't think in my walk, I think I n- knew the line for porn and masturbation was there. But I think it was so much more acceptable like it's not acceptable. We we wouldn't do it in church, you know. We wouldn't talk mm-hmm. about it openly or whatever. Um, but it has definitely been a struggle. But it's like I think <clears throat> moving the line mm-hmm. has given me more of a connection to God. But it's also said, you know, I, I was watching a show and I and I, you know, a lot of people watch Ellen, think she's funny, and I think there's God-given gifts that uh, that God has given her. But 
the fact that she promotes her marriage all the time, the, f- the fact that she promotes her marriage is normal and she talks different stuff. Like I can't do that. Like I, there was a show I was watching. It was kind of funny. And I, re- and I saw an interview with the, the guy that writes it and he's mm-hmm. gay and he's like, you know, we write about gay issues. We, we write about gay things. We promote them, trans issues, whatever. And if there are people who disagree with that, I don't even, I don't even want to hear what they have to say. And I was like, Oh, well then I don't want to watch your show because I don't, I don't need that. And, and you know, that there was something that the Lord was toying with in my mind today, which, you know, last time the Lord toyed something in my mind, he said, sell all your furniture. And I, and I was reticent to do so, but I did. And now I have new furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that he was calling me, I think to do this morning, this, you know, for a while is a media fast, you know, like, Fast from everything. There's nothing good out there. There's entertaining things, but I, I just, for me, I realize how much sin is woven into entertainment, and they've made sin palatable and tasty, and you know, not that it needs any help, but yeah, for right. me, that's kind of where I'm at. Hmm. Washing myself of the world because there are people out there who need who need to see Jesus in us. We don't need to look similar to everybody else, and I think right now we do. A lot of us do. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. yeah, I can agree. Uh, we we uh, been watching a lot of shows. Yeah. Uh, well, they're all on hiatus now because winter break, or whatever. But yeah, there's one what, that we stopped watching, and it wasn't so much that specifically. Yeah. Because it was a lot of. Uh, it's just too dang dramatic sometimes. Yeah, oh, come on, sometimes you know, and it's just cyclical. Get back to the get back to the action and yeah. the parts that I care about. I don't really want to hear about the yeah. relationship stuff, but um, like the relationships were either gay or lesbian relationships, yeah. and there's been a big push with some of those shows on the CW and Supergirl and all that. Yeah, and Gina's got a pretty strong gut reaction to that. Yeah, oh, you know I. Her, it's it's a it is a gut reaction for her. It's like ah, uh, you know, I don't want to see it. Yeah. And whereas to me, I, I guess I tried to play advocate to say, well, it's not going to change. It's not going to get any better. Yeah. This is new normal. This is this kind of stuff you're going to see on TV. It's not going to change in the next five years. But we we gave up on it because it was like becoming too much of a. Too much of an agenda of like, oh, this is the relationship status and this is the drama we're going through. And that's fine if you want to put it on, but when it's like the whole or half of the show, it was exhausting after yeah. a while. And not, you know, that goes beyond any relationship. Yeah. But it's just, it's funny that you said that earlier about the fast and, and doing that. Yeah, and I I honestly don't know. Like, I've I've tried to get rid of Netflix before and I'll go a couple of weeks and I'll pull it back, but I really, like this... This next phase with the Lord, like, I I just know it's... My friend Kathy came to me once seven or eight years ago, and she's like, we don't read the Bible enough. If we're going to be Christians, we need to stop dinking around with saying we're going to read the Bible or just reading it on Sundays, and we need to actually read the Bible. And so we started reading the Bible, and that's when I... The Holy Spirit took this veil off my eyes to show me how much the Lord has to protect us and how much the Lord has to, uh, you know, how much less we we can hear from him when we're not in his word. Hmm. And so, I, you know, it's that point that I said, I, I have to be in the word. I have to, 
you know, be in prayer. I, I have to get involved and, and be in depth. And, and when I walked out of homosexuality, the whole year I would listen to preachers on the radio. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't listen to anything other than Christian radio. And I'm not one of those people that says, oh, stay away from the world. And, oh, that person used a bad word. You can never talk to them again. But it's like you there's certain parts of my character that are sponge-like. And I will absorb things from people. And so this new path that I feel like I'm moving on towards is is a path of doing the right thing so that there's not much in my life that can be called into question. Mm-hmm. But it's also surrounding myself um, by a class of people that are either where I'm going or want to go where I'm going. And, and I think a lot of the times in the mentoring that I've done, uh, I may have mentored and I may have helped, but I, th- I don't know a lot of people that I mentored or helped that have moved forward. You know, I, I think some of them are still kind of marinating where they're at. And, you know, it, part of that could be my fault. Part of it could not be. But, like, I, I know that from here on out, I want to be a living example. I, I, wanna, I want to move into a place where I'm at a, the next level with God and the next level in life and to be surrounded by people who are of like mind rather mm-hmm. than to be, you know chained to people who don't want to grow or who are in the same cycle over and over again, experiencing the same struggle, experiencing the same, you know, view of God. So no, that that's good to hear. Um, Not that it matters, but are you, is it when you bring that up is specifically uh, big fish related or is it just, in your wider birth of the people I, I, that you I definitely think it's a out. wider birth of people to reach. I, mm-hmm. I I think my brokenness helps me reach people who want to leave the gay community, but I think my brokenness also helps me reach people who are broken. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I just I just know this. Like I, I felt like what God did the other day was like show me my life as an etch a sketch, and then He shook the heck out of it, mm-hmm. and He said, "Okay, next, let's begin again." Mm-hmm. And and I've begun again once and once before in my life, and it was tough. And so when God says let's begin again, and it, it was ten, it was twenty years ago. It was nineteen years ago, on tomorrow mm-hmm. that I that I started my walk out of homosexuality. So when when God is saying okay, let's begin again, it's frightening, mm-hmm. but it's also it's it, it's really exciting because I myself have been in this phase for far too long. It's time for something new. And, and if that means just marinating in the fragrance of, of the Holy Spirit or just being in the presence of God, you know, and, and I'll be honest, like there are days now that I've, I've been so complacent just not reading the Word or reading the Word on Tuesdays and Thursdays with Ed mm-hmm. and, the, and the group of pastors on the porch. But th- there are days that I sit down to read my Bible and I get that feeling that, ah, and I'm like, oh gosh, that's not mm-hmm. how I should feel as a Christian. I should feel a longing to be with the Word of God when right. I'm not in it. And so I know that's a that's a habit that I have to break. That's a, a a part of my brain that it wants to be lazy and wants to just sit around and be amused, you know, and and told stories too. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, uh, I I don't know what it's gonna I don't know what it's gonna entail, um, you know. I know. I will tell you this: the garage sales are done. I, I won't 
do another one unless it's just a flash one some <laughs> where people donate the week before but i felt like the lord said okay that part of your life is over and this last one was the last one um there's not a lot of people that know that you know and i've had i've had more people call in the last week for donations stuff, yeah and i'm like oh my gosh you know but have to find a new guy but yeah. it's the right thing mm-hmm. like it's it's the right thing to clear out my garage because every time i go in my garage i have anxiety and and so i'm excited and anticipatory about what's next um yeah no yeah, no it's scary but good that's yeah, cool it's it's a it's a new phase new yeah. yeah speaking of new things yes and just as we're getting ready to close we'll just bring it up quickly uh wolf sheep yeah itself the podcast we're not going away but we are changing too uh yeah. What that particularly entails, what it will be, uh, we're going to discuss, we're going to talk about. We have a good friend of the show, Rochelle, Yeah. Uh, who we'll bring on and we'll discuss. I, I liked your idea of having her come on and actually... Oh, yeah. That was that, actually her idea. Yeah. Well, then, <laughs> genius idea, Rochelle. Cause yeah. That, and that she's... Way, i got to tell you this about her. She's not one for self-promotion. So this is, this is probably one of those things she'll love to talk about it, mm-hmm. but she probably won't listen to the podcast she's on. You know, she's just, she is okay being behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. I, that is polar opposite of me. I love being in front of the camera, you know, but, but yeah, it was her idea. Yeah, no, and, and, it, and it's going to yeah. be a great opportunity to have more of a female presence with her, too. Yeah. Um, it's something I've always wanted. I mean, it, look, I'm not a, and I know you're not crazy on it, but it's not that I'm not, that I am, and I'm not a feminist. Yeah. But... I like uh, uh, the harmony of the oh, yeah. genders. You know? Yeah, I like, I like, to, like I like harmony. It. Yes, yeah. I agree about the harmony. I don't agree about man bashing or women. Oh bashing no, no, either, it's not about know? that. But yeah, the the may the level may the playground or play level be level. May the ow, I'm messing it up. But may what? it all be level. May it all be level. Oh, yeah. with you. let's For enjoy sure. it together. Yeah, let's let's all come in with our ideas and and. Be gender neutral, you know? No, and the yeah. last thing I want to do is yeah. when issues of or or the female perspective comes up, I don't want to mansplain. That's the last thing I want to do. Oh, gosh. I'm not even yeah. going to offer any kind of validation to that word at all because it's, it, it's horrible. It's a dumb <laughs> word. I, 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 kn- I knew you were going to like it. I we've knew had women-splaining like for years. I know. I know. Yeah. I knew you were going to like it. But what I mean that is, is why the toilet seat at my house stays <laughs> up. And if you put it down, you're required to put it back up. Because I'm done with oh. that whole part of the thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry I even brought it up. <laughs> Man's plane. <laughs> That's for weirdos who hide behind their Twitter handle and can't come out and have a normal conversation in public. Yeah, I said it. We went there. Well, <sighs> as a listener, if you have things that you would like to see, changes. <laughs> They've uh, all left now. <laughs> things, that, <laughs> things that you'd like us to bring up or discuss, etc., Please do so in the next coming weeks. Uh, if you're listening to this two years down the road, then sure we'll still take your 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 info and uh, and where you want us to go. But we are we're just going to evolve. We're going to turn into something different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as always, we hope we made you think. Uh, if you want to reach us, you can reach uh, our Facebook Facebook.com/slash/WolfSheepPod. You can reach me at. Email 4CSLUIS at gmail.com. 
Matthew? You can reach me at, oh, sorry, bigfishministry at gmail.com, or you can go to my blog at mattywalk.com, M-A-T-T-I-E-W-A-L-K.com. I still always picture it M-A-T-T-Y for whatever it is. No, no, no. Well, from uh, (laughs) Luis Cavedo. And Matthew Walker. This is Wolf Sheet.